Jones, 30, 35, 40, east of midfield, and then every kick. The Show Me Your News Network proudly presents Down the Sidelines. And now, representing the Michigan Wolverines and the West Virginia Mountaineers, you may know them as Yoko and I'm a Beast, it's Peter Stasia and Joel Orndorff. Welcome back to the Gridiron. I'm Peter. And I'm Joel. And Down the Sidelines is the sports podcast that debates and predicts the latest in the athletic world. We are part of the Show Me News Network, and this is the 17th episode of the podcast on December 20th, 2012. It may be the last podcast we ever do. December 21st, 2012, all the Mayan BS end of the world stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, the time has come. It's not for the best. We know it. Um, it's been an interesting week in sports. That's for sure. We you know had the college bowl season start up. Um, that was interesting, to say the least. A couple exciting games. Well, one was very exciting. The other, mm-hmm. not so much. Oh, yeah. We're going down the wire in the NFL. So I think maybe next week we'll get to you know try and have... Uh, whoever wins the NFL Sminja competition on, because we're right now tied, Yep, I believe. Um, that's exciting. And then you know, sometime near the national championship, we'll get Major Moses on the show. Yeah. Um, but, wow, what has happened recently? We you know, set our outlines and you know red zone topics and all that. Had Jabari Parker, the number two recruit in college basketball, determined that he's going to go to Duke. Today yep. and that was kind of a big deal around here because Michigan State was one of the teams in contention and you know it's always a big deal when a local team would land a big recruit. But Mitch McGarry was that last year for Michigan. And granted, he's a good player this year, but uh, a lot changes in a year. So yeah, we'll it doesn't it doesn't always pan out. But you know sometimes sometimes you get a guy that can come in right away and help. Mm-hmm. And you know usually I mean a lot of times it's like. A, I don't know, like a big center or something, just because of their size, they can come in and make an impact right away. So a lot of times, if it's something like a point guard, you, um, it's a little bit harder. You know, they can they can be more athletic, they can be you know really really fast. But I just think that you, it's kind of a different game. You see, you see a lot more switching in deep defenses in the college game. So. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. We will find out. It kind of reminds me from a Michigan perspective, you know, on a football standpoint with Terrell Pryor and how it was a mm-hmm. big deal. I think Jabari Parker here had his own TV special, if I heard correctly. And yeah. That's crazy. Uh, but, you know, Michigan missing out on Terrell Pryor, and then he went And, and, and I, de- I, know, I, I know everything about Terrell Pryor because um, – that was right around that, like, he was actually being recruited by us when Rich Rodriguez was at WVU. That's true. And then whenever he Ooh. switched, um, I think kind of what hurt Michigan in that process is the fact that he had just, you know, he had just become the coach there. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, you can't really go off of, like, what's happened there before. You got to go off of, like, what you've been doing. So I think right. whenever he switched, it, it definitely, it add, I think it, you know, it added another school into the mix. But by that time, he was just pretty much already decided on Ohio State, which is for the better, I would say. Well, until he, you know, stumbled out of college and into the NFL with you know uh, issues with legality, and then mm-hmm. he was a backup somewhere. Was he Oakland? Maybe 
I don't yeah, know. I, I'd They're say not any good anyway. You know, Let's not deal with you know past yeah. issues. We're talking about the past week in sports. We start with the red zone. <laughs> we cover the three biggest stories in the sports world. Give a bit of a predictive element as we make the play here. Let's start at the twenty yard line, Joel. Yeah. Um. So you know the whole season kind of for the Jets has been a kind of roller coaster. It just keeps going down, 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 and. You never know when it's going to stop. It just seems like it just keeps going down and bad news. And, you know, they thought their defense was great, but it's not. But really, well, the main Ravis focus, gets hurt. Yeah. Yeah. The, the main focus of this team, as with, is with most teams, is the quarterback because it's a leadership position. And there really has not been much leadership on or off the field um, from that position for the Jets the entire season. Um, you know, Mark Sanchez has just played his way out of the starting position there. Um, I mean, his I, I don't know if you somehow managed to watch the, his last game. I oh, it's bad. It, 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 not very. Either team is not very fun to watch. Uh, on Monday night, uh, when they played Tennessee, he what threw four, four interceptions. Yeah, four picks. Yeah, they, they I, were not pretty. I. What I don't understand is after after a performance like that, how you how you can you know after how you played pretty much most of the year, when your coach decides to make the change, I would just be quiet. I wouldn't say anything in interviews because you don't you don't deserve to keep your starting spot. I mean, you really don't. And I don't know. He just I kind of seems spoiled. In a way, only did I, come from USC, and he you know, he, he said up. he's never been benched. That's true. I mean, he I hardly played any college games. Yeah, so. I, I think. Yeah, I mean, what he was really highly recruited mm-hmm. out of high school. Everybody wanted him. He got to go to what you know, pretty much an elite program in college football, and you know, it didn't really have to work too hard to keep oh. that spot and got picked really high in the draft the Sanchez and you know it's kind of he was gonna he was he was the new what the new something of New York they're saying like the new new Joe Willie Namath yeah the all the ladies love him oh that's true (laughs) he was in all the GQ yeah it was like he was like a new like in the top 50 bachelors of New York or I don't even know what it was well, here's the deal. Like the point of the the story is that the Jets, according to sources, are considering to explore dealing Mark Sanchez and pretty much dumping Tim Tebow, mm-hmm. which are their you know top couple quarterbacks. And it's a very interesting situation, I think, if you ask me, because I look at the Jets and I say the quarterback is maybe the best thing you have going on offense. I mean, I understand looking at the quarterback, oh, you know, leader, etc. But who do you have around them? I mean, you're not doing yourself any favors when you have hardly any wide receivers of note. You have Sean Green, who, granted, had a good career at, uh, sorry, Iowa, Mm -hmm. not Alabama. Um, And you had LaDainian Tomlinson. He retired. Um, Joe McKnight is, you know, promising also from USC, but yeah. the offensive options are minimal. And yes, the Tim Tebow experience was 
not going to work out as a distraction from day one. Um, I think it's it's silly that the Jets are looking to possibly explore these options when you also have a poor offensive line. And granted, the quarterback, I think, is just the least of the worries for this team. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of things that they have to that they have to work on with their team. A lot of moves they have to make. They're going to have to trade a lot. They're going to have to sign a lot of people through free agency because what they're doing now is just... I mean, they're, they're getting their butts kicked in games. It's Some of them not even been close at all. Well, and, yeah, the, the Tennessee game was close because Tennessee's not that great either. Yeah, exactly. Although that, that 94-yard run by Chris Johnson, that was something. Um... But they were in it. They were in that game, and yeah, Sanchez does throw the pick at the end, but I, you can't put up 10 points well, in the NFL and expect yeah. to win every game. I think, I think uh, you know, I, I think people were expecting a lot more of a, a this team, this this kind of unit. And then when you look at, you look at the team and you look at what's there, kind of think that maybe they were being overhyped and we're not really sure by who mm-hmm. um but yeah so it, it does it does bring up questions like you know what exactly were they doing with this this uh why why did they exactly did they go get tim Tebow in the first place uh very good question what what was really the point in that um you know, you can say things like oh well we have packages designed to use them but then when you don't really do that Mm-hmm. Anyways, I mean, it seemed like they couldn't get things going on offense, so so maybe they would maybe they change their styles, change what they were doing a little bit, and they don't really they don't I mean they didn't really do it. They they rarely used him this year, and when they did, it wasn't really the way you thought they'd use him. Um, you know, they did more of a traditional thing compared to I I don't know. It's just kind of. Uh, it it makes you question a lot of Rex Ryan's decisions. He's on a hot seat, that's for sure. Yeah, and I, they do have Greg McElroy. Uh, you know, he's been out a couple years from Alabama. He's from Alabama. Not terrible, but not your best option. He's uh, young. Right? Yeah. I mean, he's he's. I mean, his exper- experience wise, he just doesn't have that much experience in the NFL. And I feel like when you when you're throwing him out there, you know, this might help him down the road a little bit, but right now you can't really expect much of the kid. I mean, if if these guys who are supposed to be more proven aren't really doing anything, what what do you ex- expect? I mean, you can't really expect him to come in. Not everybody is going to come in to the NFL with their first chances to actually start and do well. Right. And I, that that's why like I I I almost feel like they're just going to have to completely redo think this whole quarterback thing. Because they they obviously don't want two of those quarterbacks right now, mm-hmm. so it's it's going to be interesting because there are there are problems. I mean, that they're going to run into when they're when they you know they, you, you want to trade someone, but you just sign a contract extension for them. It's really difficult to do that, mm-hmm. especially when you're paying them as much as you are. Yeah, uh, this loss you know knocked the Jets out of the playoffs, which is surprising they hung in for that long. But that's the AFC for you this year. Um, if, if Tim Tebow leaves the Jets, I think if you're the Jacksonville Jaguars, you have to take a shot at him. You know, hometown, 
Um, should have drafted him in the first place. They are struggling. They have nothing going for that franchise right now. Yeah. You yeah. have to take a look at Tim Tebow. And I know, you know, Chad Henney is the starter right now there. Michigan, I get it. But Jacksonville is terrible. And I think if you want to revitalize that franchise, give the Tim Tebow experiment a try. But anyway, let's make the play here. Who opens the season at starting quarterback for the Jets next year? Um, you know, it's 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 again. They they say that they want to trade Sanchez. Um, they're going to have to pay him a lot of money either way. So you kind of run into problems with who exactly you can bring in because you can't really pay that much for people for other teams to come in because you're already paying this guy a ton of money either way to stay or leave. Um, so I kind of feel like it's going to be someone on that roster and I definitely think it's not going to be Tim Tebow. So I think it's going to be the kid they've got starting right now, Greg McElroy. Hmm. I'm going to throw out a name for you. Mm-hmm. It's going to sound crazy. Your Jets quarterback of 2013, Michael Vick. It's, I mean, it's very possible if they if they trade. I I mean, they could. The New York out. Jets are insane right now. I don't know what they're doing even considering these moves. you got to improve the rest of your team. And why not bring more attention to yourself because that's worked so well. Bring in Michael Vick, leaving Philadelphia, his, you know, one of his last shots, and, oh, bring him in to old gangrene. Mm-hmm. Sounds crazy, but it could maybe happen. I don't know. Definitely could happen. 10-yard line story here. We got some hot teams in the NBA. We haven't talked about the NBA pretty much at all this year because, let's face it, the regular season is not that exciting. Even when you have five games on Christmas Day, that's that's good for families and all that. Those Aww. players, family oh. friendly, yeah, clean. Yeah, that used to be like maybe two games. <laughs> the Oklahoma City Thunder have won their twelfth straight game. Uh, they beat the Atlanta Hawks yesterday, mm-hmm. and the LA Clippers have won their eleventh mm-hmm. straight game. Uh, you know, very hot teams right now, which is interesting because the Lakers are bad right now. Like they have won their third straight, but they had to beat Charlotte yesterday. And yeah. I don't think it was even by that much. Yeah, they're Charlotte. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're looking at it so far. New York Knicks are the hottest team right now in the East. Uh, excuse mm-hmm. me, in the East. Uh, they're mm-hmm. up by a game and a half on Miami. Anything here? Brooklyn is, you know, these New York-Brooklyn games have been rather entertaining. Yeah, there was one on last night, and uh, I was I was... Oh, there, there are still people who who don't recognize Brooklyn because it's that it's still kind of you know it's new, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, there's a team there now. Mm-hmm. Oklahoma City, though, best record in the league, twenty-one and four. Mm-hmm. That's very good. Uh, Clippers are in second, and Memphis has so far been one of the stories. Golden State's at five. Like it's been yeah. a very interesting. So you got Minnesota at seven right now in the East. Good. A lot of basketball still to play. Mm-hmm. But you got to look at these hot teams right now. Oklahoma City, we thought you know, it would be very good at the beginning of the year. Uh, the Clippers, you know, they made some waves last year. They were around, I think, fifth seed in the West. And, you know, they're continuing to build those pieces. You got Chris Paul, who is, you know, had a decision to make at the end of the year. Does he want to re up with the Clippers or test the free agent market again? 
Uh, at this rate, it's looking pretty good. That, you know, it's going to be Lob City continuing in nice L.A. Yeah. Um, got to <laughs> ask the question because there's really not much in the story. But you know, well, I mean, we could ask. You know, how long does the streak continue? I haven't looked at the schedule and all that, but you know, 15 games uh, possible. You've had streaks of 22 <clears throat> games, I think, before. Yeah, but yeah, it kind of just depends on injuries too. As long as you know those main, I mean, heck, you know, all of a sudden Kevin Durant gets hurt for you know ten games plus, he's out. That's their, you know, it's hard to win without somebody who brings that much to the table. That's true. Um, but uh, so so let's see, Who do they have. It's, it's too much to look. Honestly, it's, it's the uh, NBA basketball regular season. It's a lot of games, people. It's they play a lot of games. Um, so you know, win streaks are nice and everything, but you're going to lose games. I think um, you, you even had the the Rockets who made that like what 22 game win streak, whatever, yeah. years ago. Nothing happened with them in the playoffs. Exactly. So. It's um, it you know, it's nice for the fans that go to the games because. You know, they get to see. It's always nice to see your team win and get these records and stuff. But you know, it's a tough, long season. Lots of games. I mean, I, I think too many. Yeah. Um, but heck, you know, that's they're paid all this money to do that. Um, I'd say, you know, I'd, I'd say if you if you're you know you're asking, you know, are these teams. You know, are they going to win the, their conference? Are they going to finish high in their conference? They definitely will, I think, just because right now you you look at the team, you look at you know team like the Lakers, who mm. you know everybody thought, man, with these players that they're bringing in, like how could they, you know I could coach them and you know, granted, Steve and, Nash is injured and you know, they recently yeah. got August all back and they've won those three straight. Yeah, you, I mean, you got to think when they're all healthy, that's it's a pretty good team regardless of what they're doing because they're there's just too many talented players on the team for them not to be, you know, a tough game, a tough out for anybody. Um, but I don't know. It's just, you know, you look at, you look at Oklahoma city right now. I'm, I'm focused a lot more on them just because I've seen more of their, their games than I have of, uh, of the Clippers. Um, but you know, I mean, they, I, a lot of people were predicting them to be pretty good this year, anyways, right? Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. So you know, when it, when it comes to the question, uh, if we make the play, will one of these teams win the Western Conference? Do you think that mm-hmm. happens? I don't know. I'd say at this rate, um, just from what I've seen, because I've watched a little bit of the Lakers, even you know when they've had, you know, when most of them have been healthy, and. I know, you know, it's a little bit different early on once they, once, you know, the players get chemistry and play together, but I'd say, you know, if they had to play each other right now for the Commerce Championship, I'd pick Oklahoma City every time. Mm-hmm. Just because right now they look a lot better. Um, and again, it is a long season. As long as, I'd say, as long as Kevin Durant stays healthy, I think he can will them to win the. The, the their conference at least um which would be cool i you know i he's he's a the the nba needs players like him like young players you know f- more fresh raises i know he's he's been in there a while but he he's he's ridiculous oh yeah i mean 
you definitely got to know. He was ridiculous in college. And I remember when, like, nobody knew who he was. And I was like, who the heck is this lengthy kid that's just, like, shooting over everybody? (laughs) Like, um, but I, you know, I'd like to see him win. I'd like, because it's, you know, it's like a, a different team. I'd like to see, I like to see different teams, you know, making it to the playoffs, making it to the finals. Well, so they didn't. They didn't make it to the finals last year. Yeah, but uh, you know, I, I'd like to see. You know, I'd like to see that kind of stuff. You know, even though it's just recent. It's just recently, though. So I don't know. Heck, yeah, I let's, think, let's pick them. Let's pick. I think em. Oklahoma City right now is too talented. Uh, granted, things can change before the end of the year. I was wanting to say that they don't because mm-hmm. there are a lot of good teams in the West. But yeah, you look at Durant, Westbrook, Ibaka. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a pretty tough combo to get, and they have, you know, I think they have more depth than a team like the Clippers or the Spurs. The Spurs are getting old, and you know, the Lakers need to put it together if they uh, want to stick I to mean, my prediction. Seriously, if if Kevin Durant isn't scoring every single time, they have other people that can. And and the thing I like about his game the most is that he plays really good defense. Um, and I don't really know if that's just because of his size. He's a great shot blocker. Yeah. Um. So, I I don't know. I just feel like I feel like right now, if you look at him, he's like the most complete player. Um. Right now. So, and you know, I I don't know. I I feel like I feel like if he's not score like I feel like he doesn't have, absolutely have to score forty points for them to win games against good teams. So, um, we'll see. But I I like him. Yeah. And meanwhile, if you look at the other side of the spectrum, the Charlotte Bobcats started. Seven and five, and have lost their last thirteen games. That's that's pretty sad. The five yard line story. Phil Jackson wants a project. There you go. Uh, (laughs) Terrible, terrible tragedy in Newtown, Connecticut, Mm -hmm. over you know the weekend, almost a week ago. Um, School shooting, just just awful. Uh, We're not at you know we're not a podcast that can go in and talk about. You know, gun debate and all this kind of stuff, but we have to make mention of it, and it's an important story. We think um, that at the Ohio State Winthrop game, an Ohio State fourth-ranked team in the country, they're playing at home, uh, and Winthrop's coach Pat Kelsey, you know, takes the microphone. No one's no one's there going to listen, you know, to his his press conference. He isn't the reason that you know the media are there. They want to listen to Thad Mata, Ohio State coach. But Pat Kelsey here, when the Winthrop coach sees his opportunity, the microphone, you know, big outlet for his team, mm-hmm. and he he makes a pretty passionate speech, you know, kind of speaking off the cuff in a way of how you know he is, you know, two young girls at home, and you know he's gonna go home and hold them close and tell them he loves them, give them the biggest kiss ever given them. Basically saying that he and his players, you know, they're going to be an agent of change, and he's going to take that opportunity, you know, to say that something's got to change. Like yeah. he's not in a position to say what, but like he knows something has to change, and it's it was a big move, but a very powerful one, and I think a very appropriate and well spoken one. Yes, um, very good at giving that that little speech that he gave there it wasn't something he you know prepared no or anything like that it just kind of heartfelt you know what he thought 
and uh, it's it's nice to see that you know that you know uh, many of these coaches um, you know they they get paid lots of them get paid lots of money all this thing you know it's they're like oh college athletics is all about the money but a lot of you know they really do care for like their players and their families and a lot they're just good people and it's nice to see you know good people um you know he 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 kind of it's it's nice to see him using his position to um you know to to speak his mind and uh you know just send a a good message out some you know something that you know people need to hear they need to the, the, the people should really listen to I think mm-hmm. and um, it's 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 I, I don't know I, I really enjoyed his speech um, I thought he did a great job and you know it's it's ve- it's very sad what happened and it's sad that the you know these kind of things they they tend to happen a lot more than you would ever expect them to happen mm-hmm. um, and again he's you know just just like you know, we've heard from many people that have spoke. They're not necessarily sure what to do. A lot of people have no idea what to do, but they know that something needs to be done in these kind of to to make sure that you know people. I don't know. Just have a different mindset. I think is what uh, what it was. It, he really wasn't speaking about you know people's rights to bear arms or anything like that he was focusing more on just teaching children and and taking care of people because you know he's in charge of these athletes on his team and his children at home those are the only people that you know really he has to worry about and in in this case he's saying that you know each person can go out and kind of worry about the people they need to worry about and from there, that'll somehow create some kind of social change. Mm-hmm. I mean, we could read like an extended, you know, quote from the speech, but it's better if you just go watch it if you haven't. Yeah, already. you can you can link the on the podcast oh, sure. page if you link it. Absolutely, yeah. it's it takes a few minutes, but it's really a good listen, and oh, it, it makes us, it makes us ask the question though. Is this a speech that will make a difference in the gun debate? I don't know if it'll necessarily make a difference in the gun debate, but I think it's something that people, you know, will listen to, will hear. Um, You know, there are lots of passionate sports fans out there that, because this is something related to sports, they'll listen to it. Mm -hmm. Um, I I think that that's that's why, you know, I thought it was kind of... um, very big of him to to use his spot instead of you know at the end talking about something related to the game talking about this mm-hmm. um and uh, yeah you see things like this and you, you think like um really I, I know that it's he wasn't doing anything to like help himself or anything but you got to think if like some parents see that they're going to be like, man, I'd like to have my kid play for him. God, yeah, can you imagine if like yeah, that's an off the cuff like, speech? Can you imagine like I, how it, pumped up you get? He, and he's not even thinking about that. You know, he's not. Oh, and of course. It's, it, so I think that it's. I don't really know. I don't think it'll necessarily do anything with the you know, you know the the law side of things. But I think it's more of a uh, 
just kind of uh, thing that people will listen to and they'll take that message to heart and they'll just kind of be, I don't know, be more caring and more observant of others. Yeah, I mean, it's good that it gives him and his school attention for all the right reasons. Yeah. Um, I think mm, our society is not keen enough to just go... Like, this isn't a speech that you can mm. relate to, like, a Martin Luther King, I Have a Dream. It's it's no. nothing like that. And it, it hasn't really even been that viral for as great of a message as it is. Yeah. So I don't think that it can shift a mass change of thinking... So, in a way, I don't think it'll make that big of a difference, but it's a message that a lot of us should take to heart, because... Yeah, that, as far as the internet goes, I mean, that's where it's being spread virally. Um, and, you know, a lot of times, those kind of things spark petitions, they spark, you know, th- things online, but... Um, you know, it's not really something. I think otherwise, I don't think it really do anything. And I think it's just getting a kind of message out that you know there needs to be maybe some kind of change. We still nobody has any idea yeah. what exactly that means. But. Well, you can be cynical and talk about the gun lobbyists and yeah, I, uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But yeah, I mean, seriously, like, just being in the locker room with him and hearing him come up with a speech like get you motivated for the second half and like if he pulls that kind of speech off the cuff you, you can only imagine it it was really if you know if you if you go through the whole article and read about it it is really interesting to hear that you know like back when he was in college mm-hmm. you know playing basketball he was was it uh he was nominated as the most motivational player on the team twice um i could see why Absolutely. <laughs> I mean that really it off the off, you know just like impromptu speeches like that that's pretty amazing and um especially when you it's, compare it to like a lot of you know prepared statements yes. and whatnot and you know that that's why you know a lot of times they have um uh, anyone that's a lot of athletes um they have in colleges they have them take speech classes. Mm-hmm. So that they, you know, because there'll be a lot of them get interviewed all the time, and I just I think it's great when you know people are doing an interview and they do a really good job, and I know th- they can just like take speeches and make them like that. It's uh, it's really elegant and enjoyable, and um, you know, sends a good message. I think mm-hmm, definitely. Yeah. All right, let's go through these replay and pick six games very quickly. Got to keep the show moving along here. Week 15 in the NFL, third to last week. We've got two more weeks, including this upcoming one. Oh, boy. Starts with New York Giants at Atlanta, minus one. I picked the Giants in this one, and hooey, they didn't even score a point. Atlanta blows them out 34 uh, nothing. It's, it's, it's the, they, they're so back and forth. Mm-hmm. They're, uh, um, it's like you, you don't really know what they're gonna do. I mean, I, I really, it's as far as their games go, I kind of just am like, well, I look at their last game and then say, oh, maybe the opposite. Yeah, it's almost like a yo yo effect. I mean, Atlanta's good and they play well at home, and they've got an interesting game coming up this week, I, that's for sure. I, I think I said last week, I need, you know, we need Atlanta. They need to be playing well at the end of the year mm-hmm. because I feel like as as far as like I've ki- I kind of looked at some of the times they you know had a high seed in the playoffs and it seemed like 
they took it easy near the end of the year and just I mean, really, they they have such early exits considering oh, yeah, they, they, they how early, high seeds they've had, and uh, so it's it's nice to see them playing well. Do we, you know, could that be the Jets just were playing awful? Oh, you know, we don't really know because we have no idea what what you know Giants team is going to show up. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, very surprising. Um, Green Bay at Chicago plus two and a half. Packers win twenty one thirteen. Bears. Start seven and one. They've lost five out of their last six. Yeah. They're eight and six. Um they're tied with Minnesota. I think Chicago does have the tiebreaker. Or no, maybe they don't. Well, I'm not sure. We gotta, we'll have to look at the uh the playoff pictures and all that. But you know, it's neck and neck. You know, both Minnesota and Chicago are eight and six. And then you have a bunch of teams that are eight and six in the NFC East, but that's a whole other mess. Uh, Green Bay, Green Bay's playing all right, but I don't know how far they can go in the playoffs when you have a defense that is not that strong and Chicago is sleepwalking. Yeah, yeah, they really are. And um, I, I think that, um, I think maybe that. Uh, you know, I don't think their defense is awful or anything. No, but, but they're not scoring like two touchdowns a game like they yeah. were in the season. Making well, yeah, that too. It's it's you know they're not being very efficient on offense. I think is more mm-hmm. the term that I would use for it. But um, uh, you know they've they really need to they, they need to win all their games now. <laughs> yes, they do. They sure do. <laughs> so. Denver and Baltimore minus four. Denver thirty-four to seventeen. They're a hot team right now, uh, and Baltimore is struggling. Yeah, lost three straight. It's not looking good for the Ravens. That that game was, I mean, it it really wasn't even close that long. Um, and I don't. I feel like uh, we kind of. Oh, you know, a lot of people were predicting after. You know, they had injuries on defense that they would start struggling. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, it took longer for that to actually start yeah, happening. Yeah, it, it took longer um, for them to actually start, you know, dropping games that they should win. And um, and then, I mean, when, when and then, you know, you're playing a clearly superior team all around. I think pe- people, a lot of people, you know, expected them to lose this game. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it really wasn't close. At all, yeah. yeah. Baltimore's still in the lead in that AFC North. It's going to be close coming down the wire, especially with mm-hmm. this Cincy Pittsburgh game coming up this yeah. week. Mm-hmm. Pittsburgh, speaking of whom, at Dallas last week minus two. Dallas wins twenty-seven to twenty-four in overtime, covering the spread. They take that punt return back to the one, set up for that easy field goal. And actually, was that was that an interception? It was it an was, interception. That's right. It was an interception turn. Um. Yeah, you can't turn the ball over like that. No yeah, time. he uh, the what was it the week before when they played uh, San Diego? Uh, mm-hmm. They their I mean their defense just looked awful. Yeah. Um, and then this week they they were they looked awful again. I mean, it seemed like every time they scored, Dallas went down and scored again, just yeah. as quick. Um, so I really don't know if um. I honestly haven't been watching their games that much to, to know if uh, it's you know how they're getting beat exactly. I, I think they're still doing. I, I, it's probably through the air, um, but they've they've got they've again they also have to win games or they're not going to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So. Very true. 
Uh, you want to talk about a weird game, though. San Francisco at New England, minus six. San Francisco gets out to a 34-7 to lead. Mm-hmm. Then uh, five or six minutes left in the third quarter, New England's like, yep, let's take like a 12-minute period, <laughs> score all these touchdowns, tie the game at 34. Uh, San Francisco pulls ahead with a touchdown, I think from Crabtree. Uh, exciting game, but wow, a very strange one. Yeah, um, I think what it kind of showed me is that, you know, I said last week, I, I said I didn't think that necessarily, like, that San Francisco could necessarily score like that, but man, they proved me wrong. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I, it's kind of, a, it's, you know, it, I think it is really kind of amazing what Colin Kaepernick's doing. Um, Absolutely. I mean, it's just going to be interesting coming to see in it. Off the bench and then... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see him you know, perform in the playoffs if he can. Um, he's, just, he's just tearing through teams. Like, I, I, I still think his 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 motion, his throwing motion, is really kind of weird. It's like a wind up, mm-hmm. like baseball kind of thing. But he's so tall. Yeah. It's just like I feel like it's perfect for him. You know, he's getting the ball deep down the field, which is what I thought he would have trouble with. Um, and he has the escape. I mean. He, he kind of reminds me of maybe like Ben Roethlisberger, the way that he gets away from stuff. So I feel like whenever somebody blitzes, you've really got to contain him or he's going to make you pay. Cause he'll, I mean, he will break off long runs on you. Um, it's, it's kind of, it's nice. He he doesn't really get hit either. He doesn't really take big hits. Um, and with that defense, I mean, you know, obviously they give up a lot of points, but you're playing pretty much the best offense in the NFL. Right. Um, so, it, you know, it's, it was great. It was a really fun game to watch, especially to see New England try and come back and almost win. Oh, absolutely. I, that would but, have been, uh, I'm sure, a record. Oh, yeah. They, this, they you know, off. we might be a preview of another game we see later on. Very true. And the Jets and the Titans, minus one. <clears> Tennessee <throat> wins 14-10. I think we said enough about that game. It was uh, yeah. kind of gross. Uh, you're two games up now. In the NFL, we've got a couple weeks left to go here, and Skull Jumper and Major Moses tied up as well. So, yeah, going to be very interesting. The college football bowl scene. Uh, well, I didn't write it down here, but oh, okay. Arizona okay. down thirteen, less than a minute to go. Rich Rod pulls it off, gets the onside kick, scores a few seconds left. Uh, they pull out the win over Nevada by Have one. Have ever seen teams score that thirteen? Was it fourteen points that quick? No, I don't Holy think so. It was insanity. Um, and then Utah State performed quite well. And then their coach is now going to be at Wisconsin. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't really see that hire, but I, the, I feel like the way that he ran that program, he kind of built it up. Um, it's really, I, I, you know, kind of built on defense and running the ball. It's they have, they got some strange formations, though. It's, it's an interesting hire, uh, kind of questionable in a way. Because he's been out in Utah and all that. And I don't know if Wisconsin's necessarily the right place. But hey, if he gets to move up in the world, so be it. Yeah. Uh, for this week, you get the San Diego County Credit Union Poinsettia Bowl. <laughs> wow, some of the titles and the sponsors. San Diego County Credit Union Poinsettia Bowl. BYU at San Diego State. It's going on right now, plus two and a half. Um, you know, maybe San Diego State looks pretty good. They're nine and three on the year. Yeah, it's, it's, it's um, a solid team. 
I think I'm going to go with BYU just because I've, I've watched more of their games, um, and I know they have a good defense. Um, they didn't they didn't they play Notre Dame pretty close? Pretty close, yeah. Yeah, they're but they have a solid Notre Dame de- played a lot of teams pretty close. Yeah, so. they have, they have a solid defense. A lot of the games they lost, they lost maybe by seven points, three points, something like that. Um, and and really, it's been their offense that struggles. But San Diego State's defense is, you know, I think up in the hundreds plus in teams. Yeah. And uh, you know, they they definitely have more on offense. But I think I, I I'm I'm a lot of these times I'm tending tending to lead towards these defenses just because so far it's working. And um, I I kind of feel like that's something that you can lean on if some you know if. You know, forget about like what the other teams do or whatever. If your defense can play a solid, you know, base defense, and you don't give up lots of yards per run, that kind of thing, then I, I'm I'm going to always lean towards you. So so I I got um I think I'm going to take them. Hmm. In possibly one of the worst bowl names we've come across. This is tomorrow at 7:30 p.m. Eastern Friday. If we're all alive for it, put the put the emphasis on the. Uh... <laughs> The Beef O Brady's Bowl. The Beef O Brady's Bowl. Because the O is in quotation marks. Yep. Beef O Brady's Bowl. Central Florida versus Ball State. Plus Ball seven. State. Balls Tate. <laughs> no, it's Ball State. Um, I can't. I can't pick Ball, Ball State. State. Like you, you just. <laughs> It's a terrible name. Oh my gosh! Central oh, Florida. Never, never put the words "balls" and "state" together. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I'm gonna go with UCF. Um, again, I think that they have the better defense, uh, probably less offense, but I think they're running the ball a lot better than Ball State is. So I'm gonna go with them. The R&L Carriers New Orleans Bowl. East Carolina versus Louisiana Lafayette. Minus four and a half. Saturday at 12 p.m. The R&L Carriers New Orleans Bowl. Uh, getting Louisiana Lafayette. They had a better season overall. Surprised a lot of people. Played some you know, good teams uh, close. Oh, yeah. So give me them. Yeah. Um, yeah, they, they really did have a good season. Um, they And they, pl- they played a... Um, tough schedule um, was it the Sun Belt. Mm, yep. It was very good conference this year. I believe it was ahead of two BCS conferences in strength of schedule overall. Sounds about right. I mean, yeah. they pick a lot of them for, you know, powder puff games in a way. Yeah, and um, so, you know, they've had, they've been tested, I think, a lot more than, than East Carolina has with their Conference USA schedule. Um, and uh, believe i think maybe they have like a top 20 top 10 rushing offense um i think they can kind of grind out the clock against east carolina the mako bowl it's pretty normal yeah mako's a sponsor just the the mako bowl washington and boise state interesting matchup boise state favored by seven and a half this is for saturday at 3 30 p.m eastern Mm -hmm. seven and a half feels like a lot to me um but you know chris peterson he gets his team playing well, and Washington had a very up and down year. Washington, mm-hmm. um, I got the Broncos in this one. I think they cover the seven and a half. Yeah, they they tend to do really well in bowl games. 
I think there was one that they played against Georgia a few years ago where they didn't do well. But besides that, they, I think they've maybe won like their last ten except for that one bowl games. They've, you know, it's just a it's a very good program overall. It and uh, they 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 tend to show up for every game. They really don't get blown out much right. or anything. Um, and you know they're ranked. They they deserve it. They've lost a few games. I. You know, we question a lot whether they're tested. Um, that's why a lot they went out and started scheduling harder teams each year. Um, but I, I just think overall they're more talented than Washington is. Both teams, you know, had really high expectations. A lot of people expected Boise State to go undefeated. Yeah. Um, just because they usually do. But um, I, I still think that they overall they have a lot more talent than Washington. So I. I think they can cover that spread. I, I think maybe two touchdowns, something like that. Sounds about right. Now, as far as the NFL games, the ones that count because we have a slate of six here, starts off Saturday night because Monday night is Christmas Eve. Yep. Um, and it is in Motown that they do the Monday night football on Saturday night. <laughs> Go figure that one. With the Falcons <laughs> at the Detroit Lions. Lions... I, I want to say this is a typo, but I don't think it is. I'm pretty sure I read the site accurately. Three and a half the spread here for the Lions favored mm-hmm. over the Falcons at 8.30 p.m. Um, I, can't, I can't trust the Lions. Like It's a terrible season. You, they're getting, I think, their ninth starter now on injured reserve. Yeah. And... Falcons still want to keep the engine going, and maybe that's why the Lions are favored because they think Atlanta might wind it down. Yeah, I still don't think it matters. Uh, give me the Falcons. I think that again, like I was saying before, that the the Falcons need to keep the 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 foot on the pedal, mm-hmm. kind of, because I think that that's led to complacency in the playoffs. I think that they kind of don't play as well because. They take weeks off leading up to the playoffs. And I know a lot of teams do that, but it just seems like when you have that high a seed and you get knocked out of the playoffs that early, that often, I think, I think that there's a problem mm-hmm. there. And uh, so I think they got to, you know, they're they they're not going to listen to me probably, <laughs> but um, I I think maybe that. I don't think they take the starters out early or anything yeah. like that, even if they're... I think they try and win the game. So I'm going to take Atlanta. The point is, you'd think Mike Smith would learn by now. Yeah. That's the point. New Orleans Saints at Dallas Cowboys plus one. Sunday at 1 p.m. Eastern, Dallas needs to win. All these NFC East teams need to win. Yeah, they do. <laughs> what do you think of this one? I, I, I have Dallas winning. I think... Uh, you know, I, their their offense looked great last week, um, and uh, I think if they I think if they they come out and perform like that again, they'll be. I mean, their defense looked pretty good at times. They were they were getting turnovers, and um, I just you know I think I think they'll be motivated enough because they know they have to win because it's so tight in their division. I think New Orleans is playing for pride, and I think they have a good offense going right now. And granted, when I said this, they got. Blown the hell out, so what do I know? But I think New Orleans can possibly play spoiler in Jerry World. 
Uh, and it, you know, for a plus one game, it's basically a toss-up. Oh, yeah, so cool. I'll take the Saints in this one. There you go. Washington Redskins at Philadelphia Eagles. LaShawn McCoy back for the Eagles, plus four and a half. So RG3 might even be back as well as the Redskins are favored by four and a half points at 1 p.m. Eastern time. I have the Redskins. Um, this is a team that Mike Shanahan, their coach, basically called them down and out with, you know, it's like six games in the year. Crazy rally going for the Redskins. Uh, they need to beat the Eagles, and then it, you know, sets up a big game next week. But they have all the momentum in the world, and Philadelphia is playing for nothing. I'm not picking Philadelphia for the rest of the year, so they're Washington Redskins. That should be like a general rule of thumb. For everybody out there, um, yeah, you, you, I don't know. It's, it's, it's not even like more like you just can't pick Philadelphia. I, I like the Redskins right now. Um, I really, I mean, besides you know the teams, besides like Denver, who's like just on fire. Like, really, the Redskins are the ones that are, everybody's kind of looking at because they, they, they just they come out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And they're playing really well on all sides of the ball. And, uh, you know, they're not necessarily outscoring everybody either. They're, they're playing pretty good on defense. Um, so I, I've got them covering this. Cincinnati Bengals at Pittsburgh Steelers. Minus four also at 1 p.m. Eastern. What's your take on this one as it goes into Heinz Field? Um, I think they finally – I think Steelers finally kind of get – something going here because uh you know they gotta win and uh and I, I feel like they they just really haven't put together a game of defense and offense in the same game i feel like uh it's either one or the other and uh i think i think coming back home helps they definitely have some type of home field advantage if it's if it's for anything else than just being hard to kick in some <laughs> spots, um, they 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 tend to play pretty well at home. So um, I I don't know if it's necessarily the crowd or anything, but they they just play better at home. So I'll, I'll take them. Pittsburgh has to win. So does Cincinnati. Yep. I think at the very least it'll be close. Pittsburgh might win, eke out a field goal, mm-hmm. but I think because of their inconsistency and Cincinnati's been playing relatively well lately. Mm-hmm. I like a close game in this one, if not Cincinnati pulling the upset and ruining Pittsburgh's chances at the playoffs here. Uh, give me the Bengals. Well, we, a lot of people predicted them you know, to do a lot better this season. And well, they've been the very playoffs. surprising in a way. Yeah. They, they came on late, but they're, they're coming. New York Giants at Baltimore Ravens, minus three. Ravens still being favored here at home, 4.25 p.m. Eastern time. I love the Giants because it's it's yo-yo right now, um, and Baltimore is struggling. It's not like the Giants being up and down. Baltimore, nasty trend they're going through right now. They can't seem to put it together, um, and Eli Manning has to play better. Like he, it's simply a fact. He, he has to play better than he did last week, so give me the Giants. Okay. Yeah, um, I'd say, I'd say, um, this is kind of hard to pick. Um, you know, it's at Baltimore, uh, which is kind of a tough place to play. And, um, 
you know, they 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 also need to seem everybody needs to win. Um I I think I'm going to take Baltimore just because um you know, I know the Giants didn't do well last week, but I feel like that eventually you know, they can't just keep playing so inconsistently like they are. Um, you know, you know, Baltimore went up against a uh, you know, a, a pretty good team last week. Mm-hmm. Um, With a rookie quarterback that yeah. is not named RG3. Yeah. And um, I, I I, don't know. I, I'm i just going to pick Baltimore for this being at home. I don't know any other reason to pick it. Sounds, <laughs> no. sounds fine. I mean, they, they got to break it sometime. <laughs> yeah. Now, here's a game. Who thought it would be this close at the end of the year? San Francisco 49ers at Seattle Seahawks playing with the 12th man. Seattle minus one, Sunday night football on NBC eight twenty. What are your thoughts on this one? Oh, I just I feel like it's going to be a really good game. <laughs> like, I I can already feel it, <laughs> and I hope it is because it seems like uh like like I remember the, like was it the last time they played like I was like oh it's gonna be a very good game and I was like whoa wow um. I don't know. I feel like uh, you know both teams know each other pretty well. Um, they kind of got the. But let's see. What the last time they played um, was um, who was the quarterback then? Uh, may have been Alex Smith. Yeah, I th- trying to remember. It was a while ago, I think. Yeah, I think that's right. So it's the the Niners are kind of a different animal, mm-hmm. as you could say. Now, um, I'd say I'd say maybe they're a little bit better on offense just because his mobility, you know, what's you know, is obviously better than Alex Smith's, and uh, I think that kind of gives you a little more option of what you can do. And they're not re- they're not really you watch them; they're not afraid to throw the ball down the field. Mm-mm. It seemed like earlier on they, like when they you know when they were struggling, they they just were afraid. Um, you got to get the ball out quick. Against Seattle because they, I, I'd say right now they have the best pass rush in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's tough, and I, you gotta you gotta run the ball against them too, which I think they can do. Frank Gore's you know, great. Um, I I think I think maybe this this time the the Niners have all the you know the answers. They can kind of solve what they're going up against. It's kind of hard to explain. I mean. Seattle's defense is good, but it's kind of hard to explain how their offense is doing what they're doing right now. Yeah. Um, I, 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 you know, nobody would have expected uh, Russell Wilson to come in and do what he's doing. Um, but he's doing really well. I, I still think it'll be a close game, but I'm going to take San Francisco. I really want to pick Seattle here. Um, you know, the stat of first team ever, I think, you know, back-to-back 50-point games yeah. on offense. And granted, you're playing Arizona and Buffalo. Not, you know, not the best teams at all. Um, I think San Francisco is too sound on defense, though. Mm-hmm. And I think, the, you know, Colin Kaepernick does make a difference. Uh, for a game that's a toss-up, I like San Francisco's chances better yeah. experience going on the road, winning a tough game, yeah. uh, and locking up that division. I, I think I think last I think this past week kind of showed us a little something mm-hmm. that no one was really expecting 
I I wasn't. I definitely wasn't. Well, I mean, and it, it's showing that you know New England made that comeback by throwing the ball and Tom Brady being Tom Brady. Yeah. Russell Wilson, pretty good passer, but even better runner. No. Marsh yeah. Marshawn Lynch on the ground, and San Francisco is better at stopping oh, the yeah. run. Definitely. So. It's a, it's a tough game, but it's going to be a very good game. Uh, mm. Definitely one of the more appetizing games on the schedule, for sure. Well, <laughs> we have our holidays ahead of us this week. Yes. Um, some Christmas shopping still to do. Mm-hmm. I know I have my last day at work tomorrow. Probably like a half day-ish. See if I can take off a little early. But holy crap on a cracker. Oh, do boy. I have Game of the Year awards to do over yes. the next 10 days Oh. There is so much. It's it's not even fair. I'm sacrificing my holidays for this Sminja community. <laughs> Boy, it's a Christmas present to us all. There you go. It, it's just, uh, I, I mean, it's gonna be great. I'm so looking forward to having finished product. I think and, it's gonna be uh, one of the best shows we've ever you, done. You've, you've got to be excited now that we have Nintendo TV to be able to watch your bowl games and have the scores and the. The, the, be able to update your Twitter on what's happening in the game. There you go. I still have to download that tonight. I oh no, got... no, it's instantly ready as soon as you press the button. Whoa! Can you believe it's it? It's like it's like Capcom <laughs> with that built-in DLC. Holy! <laughs> well, that's almost getting into video game talk, but for sports. Um, it should be an interesting week and weekend. I just don't know how much of it I'll be able to take part in. With DVR. that said, <laughs> happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Um, hope it's wonderful for you and your family. Yeah, just bring uh, in the new year the right way. I mean, we'll, we'll be back next week on the 27th. So yeah, get ready for that. The last Week of predictions for the NFL regular season. Yes, Get got, hyped. You've got New Year's Day bowl games coming up. And... Oh, oh, that's true. Oh, it's going to be a, such a good week. Anyway, we hope you have a great holiday season. With that, I'm Peter. I'm not, I was going to say Yoko. I'm Peter. <laughs> and I'm Joel. Oh, man. Time to get some sleep. We hope you enjoy the week in sports.